Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Hey guys, Riley here, and let's make some mayhem. Shoot and loot your way through a mayhem-fueled adventure in Borderlands 3. Blast through new worlds and enemies as one of four new playable vault hunters, each with deep skill trees, abilities, and customization. Play solo or with your friends to take on insane enemies, score loads of loot, and save the galaxy from a fanatical threat. Mayhem is coming September 13th on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Pre-order now at Borderlands.com. Rated M for Mature. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Ooh, I love that sound, and it is episode 57 of Rule of Two here on Collider Video. It's Monday. It's live. Mark Fernandez, how are you? I'm good, man. Episode 57 in keeping with the tradition. And what do we got? What do we got? It's a special episode. Very special. Because through the years 1980 to 1987, Dwight Stevenson, (laughs) Hall of Fame center for the Miami Dolphins. Oh, there it is. um, uh, Was the the center through Marino's early years. Uh, Hall of Fame player, only played seven seasons for Miami, but uh, Hall of Fame all the way. So a very special episode, number 57. Wow. 57, I like it. You need some love for this, those Dolphins. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, the Dolphins not, are a disaster. Yeah, we're not going there. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's funny because I've always used this analogy, and I think it's a good analogy. And it's the, you know, the Star Wars are my Dolphins, right? And, yeah. And you're a fan of a team because that's where you grew up. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. A team that you're a fan of is supposed to represent your origin story a little bit, right? Like back in the day when the Greek city-states would compete against the, you know, the other Greek city-states, 
in the Olympics of that time, right? right. It was that you represented Athens, you represented Sparta, you represented whatever the hell. You know, I am from Miami, yeah, and the Dolphins t- represent me. I get it, man. It was like now I'm a, I, I'm proudly a, a Rams fan because I grew up with the Rams. Right. They were in my backyard. Then they left, and I was pissed at them for years. <laughs> right. And then they came back, and I'm on the bandwagon again. Right. But, but I grew up with them. But 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 you did grow up with them. They the L. A. Rams were here. They went to the Super Bowl back in '81, I believe. Against yeah, the Raiders. It was around that time. I was there when Eric Dickerson broke the uh, the rushing record. Right. I was in the stadium. Oh, in the stadium. In the stadium. Oh, nice, that was nice. that was something. But look, that's how I feel about Star Wars. Right. Star Wars is the franchise that represents. Presents my origin story, my upbringing. I so totally what, hear you. So whether I like the new movies or I don't like the new movies or I complain or I whine, and I, I know a lot of people hate it when I whine too much. You love Star Wars. I though. love Star Wars. It's yeah. my team. It's my team. Yeah, I get it. And it, it's Star Wars has always been my childhood. Every time I see a lightsaber in a movie theater, I'm, I'm whisked back to that day. That's why we like to celebrate. And, uh, you know. The movies aside, what you thought of them or whatnot, this is this is the show that we like to celebrate. And here up top, though, I want to run a rumor by you. Yeah. Because there's, uh, there's something out there now that I read. Now, spoiler alert if it comes true. I want people to be able to turn away if you don't want to know anything about Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. Turn off, turn off the live feed, but turn come off back. The live, because but come we back. Need... We're going to do something fun here <laughs> later. But we need those. Just, yeah. just for this, yeah. there is something over at Making Star Wars. Dot net. Okay. If you guys want to check it out, there's there's a lot of leaks. Pretty legit, right? They're pretty legit. But something that I'm hearing or that making Star Wars has heard is that Ray and everybody ready for this? Ray is going to go back to Tatooine. He's going to go back to the Lars homestead to kind of see where it all began. Is that that is possibly a scene that happens? Now, your two cents on that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, we haven't been to Tatooine yet in the new movies. Right. Right, at all, right? We haven't been to a, a prequel era or a seek or regular trilogy era planet, have we? But we think we're going to get Endor for sure. I feel like Endor is, is in the cards because of the Death Star wreckage that has been revealed in the trailer. I mean, and we didn't get Tatooine. We got Jakku, right? Just right. like we don't have IG-88, we have IG-11. Right. You know, like – Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're put, anyway, they're putting on I don't some... know, man. Like I'm done with these Star Wars rumors, man. Like mine, are, mine have gotten so crazy, my own – Your head, own theories. My own theories. Yeah, yeah, I know. That I'm just like – like it, it, it's a fool's errand, you know, at this point. You know, it's like – I rather react to stuff, you know, and give in my opinion, you know, and give and give my opinion in real time, because like we're getting close, you know. Yeah, it's real close. We're what? What is this now? We're finally in September, obviously. Yeah. So that's what September, October, November. Yes, yeah, so got about four months. So three months until December th- hits. Well, three months until we get Mandalorian. Right. Jeez. Right? We're getting a lot of Star Wars. I mean, when The Mandalorian comes and now that news that it's going to drop weekly, Mandalorian's going to be going right into Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. And I still think it's going to be some more episodes to go after Rise of Skywalker premieres. Yeah, so we got Mandalorian, right? Then we got Episode 9, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. Yeah, me too. Then we have, um, then we have uh, Clone Wars coming out in, in February. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we'll probably get something else, right? Then we'll maybe get Fallen Order. Fallen Order. The the video game. Yeah. That's coming out soon. Is that coming out soon? Yeah. I want to look that up. Uh, Fallen Order release date is November fifteenth. 
Yeah, we're getting that soon. Oh, wow. That's November 15th. So yeah. we're getting that two days after. A lot of Star Wars coming out. A lot of Star Wars coming out. And look, and if you're into Star Wars and you want to uh, chat about it, you know, get get in the mix with it. Fucking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> Tune into this show, man. Yeah. Tune in to Rule of Two. That's, we're going to be talking about it all. Yeah. yeah support Riley. Support uh, Collider. Fernandez. Support myself. Collider. And look, I do want to drop a spoiler right now. I like it. Do okay. it. Okay. I will not be on uh, Jedi Council this Thursday. No, you will not. Okay. No. <laughs> so, I am aware I, I, of this scheduling. Yeah. So. so I did three weeks in a row, uh, partially because there was a lot of people out of town and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, But I like you on Jedi Council because you oh, do bring you. that rule of two flavor in there. Ken, Ken Napsok even agreed with you. Christian agrees. Some of the fans might not be used to it. Some of the fans weren't feeling it, which I can totally respect. That's fine. I totally respect that because, look, you know, Jedi Council has its own magic. Yeah, it you does. Know? And, like, I think that that magic should be reinforced and not really messed with too much. Right. I might come back. Oh, you'll be back. At some point. You'll be back. I'll be on there sooner or later. You'll be on there. But, you know, but you've been on there many, many times. I've been on there many times. But yeah. I like this because um, I uh, was using it as producer of Jedi Council to put my own plant in there, in you, to get some rule of two viewers over here. That was my that was my plan all along. <laughs> right. Just right. kidding. So anyway, um, so we covered what fifty seven Dwight Stevenson episode. We got the rumor the out rumor, there. The rumor we don't really give a crap about it. Yeah, it, seems like, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, what, what do you think? Are you into this rumor? I think it's important that Ray goes to Tatooine. You Absolutely. Think, you know why? Okay. Because it's Anakin's home world and it's Luke's home world, and it makes a lot of sense if we have that kind of full circle thing happen with Ray going back to where it all started. Now, what she does there, don't don't know. Right. We don't know yet. There's uh, a lot for this movie to do, though. I know. We've but, been talking about that. I mean, there are so many questions. We had that, that great episode last week yeah, that we did. Yeah, I love that episode. That was a great episode of some questions that we wanted answered. I don't think we're going to have every single question answered. But nonetheless, I'm so excited for this movie. I'm excited for this episode. Why don't we get into it? Let's get into it. We're going to be a different episode. We're going to be taking your live calls as well. But for now, let's get into it. It's episode 57. My God. Of Dwight Stevenson. Of two. Rise. You heard that. It's Rule of Two, episode 57. It's a celebration of Star Wars here on Collider Videos. We drop every Monday at 5 p.m. PST, usually live. And here we are now live again. We will be taking some phone calls. Cody is finally back. Cody's Thank in the booth. God. Thank, Thank God. God we have Cody it's back. It's a mess without Cody. And uh, so he's going to throw some calls our way when we're ready. Um, Star Wars Immortal sending us right now a huge super chat. Thank you very much for that. Might as well read it. It's yeah, right here in front it, of me. I have good it. news. I went back and looked at spoilers for The Last Jedi, and 90% was all wrong. I have a feeling we were being fed a bunch of misinformation. Kylo is a double agent. <laughs> well, you look, Star Wars first. Immortal, we always, uh, we always love your support. Um, I'm with you, man, and this is why, this is why we're not – you know, like I think both Riley and I are on the same page on this. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. I think we're kind of over the theory and the speculation a little bit because it's hard because it's all going to be wrong. And, and inside my own head, I think it's going to be one way, and you think it's going to be another way, right? And, and that's where I think as some people can maybe get in trouble by like really hoping that is what, what is in your head, and then you see the movie, it doesn't happen. You're like ah, and you're bummed a little bit. I kind of want to look away. That's why for that rumor that we were talking about up top. If, you, if you're interested in that stuff, I'll give a plug to MakingStarWars.net. Good people over there. 
if you want to read more, I had to turn away. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. There's more. And I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I want to be surprised. Yeah. I want to have that feeling when I'm seeing it for the first time and be surprised as much as possible. But that doesn't mean I don't have expectations. In- yeah. Oh, we got a call. Hey, you're on Rule of Two. Who do we got? Hey, Saul, how you doing? Oh, my God, it's Saul. Have you met Saul yet? I have not met Saul. Saul is a legend of Collider Live. He calls in all the time. I don't know how he does it, but Saul is also a huge Star Wars fan. He found us through Jedi Council, then found Collider Live, and then became a fan of of Rula 2. Okay, well, welcome, Saul. Saul, how are you? What's your question, dude? Well, I'm doing great that I got through. Uh, yeah. What, getting into Collider Live is very challenging, <laughs> it, but it's nothing compared to getting through to you guys. I've been trying for weeks now. Oh, really? Okay, well, welcome. I like that. Yeah, I'm just so what, I'm super excited to uh, talk to you guys. Well, so what's a, what's a question? What, now, we are getting into this. I'm going to use you, Saul, for this. Our main topic is because it's been slow and because we want to celebrate, we're pitting Star Wars characters against each other. Yeah. Like just some what-if scenarios on like who might win and we can talk about it a little bit. Is your question in any way regarding that, Saul, or you just want to riff a little bit? Oh, uh, absolutely not. Okay. open just the riff. You want to riff. Right, okay, so, well, so, at least so, give us one question yeah. and we can riff a bit. Yeah. What's, what's the question? When it comes to Episode 9 and when, when, you, when, you, when you let yourself think about this, how much of your – roughly – how much of the feelings you have towards episode nine going into it is anxiety? God, I don't have that, to be honest with you. Yeah, Saul, thank you very much for your question, pal. That's a good question. Yeah, thanks, Saul, for your call, dude. We appreciate it. I don't have anxiety for, for Rise of Skywalker, nothing but – I don't have anxiety. I have anticipation and excitement. Like I can't wait for it. I, t- I take it back a bit. You know why? The anxiety is around the discourse. I don't want to have to deal with Last Jedi Fallout. See, I, I almost like that part of it. You do? Because it's like – I'm tired. I'm tired of liking a movie that people then yell at. Yeah. I am tired of people then having to defend if they like the movie and, and, and vice versa. I get it. But it's just – come on. Come on. Here's why I like it. OK? Because I understand because you came from the point of view – and look, you've been very, very consistent hmm. about your feelings towards The Last Jedi yeah. from the day after we saw the movie. Loved Until it. today. Yeah. Okay. You're, you've been very, very consistent. Mm-hmm. There's other people that I know that, yeah. that our audience knows as well mm-hmm. that have changed their opinion over time. Which is good too. Which, which is, is fair too. Yeah. You've been very consistent about it. Now, all that being said, my point is, is that I think sometimes having a little bit of a discussion that's a little critical, even o- overly well, and, critical. And that's what we've done. Rises to the top mm-hmm. and makes the people at the top have to react to it in some way. Now, right. how not to overreact, but to react in some way. And I think that we can credit the fans of Star Wars and the uh, kind of displeasure with some of what's happening with the franchise for giving us Obi Wan. Yeah, I don't think Obi Wan was always in the cards the way that it's it, it is now. Well, it was. I mean, so we've heard it was a movie. There was going to be a movie, and Solo kind of tanked that yeah. idea because Ewan McGregor was at the. So what? What I've heard is that they were getting ready to announce that Obi Wan movie, and Ewan McGregor was at the Solo premiere, and then Solo didn't do very well, and they're like. Phew. Let's pull it back a bit. They reworked it. I think they gave it a little bit of a breathing. I think they listened to the fans. They looked at the fans talking about it, 
everybody wanted an Obi-Wan thing and we got the Obi-Wan thing. So maybe yeah. they are listening. I think they listen to certain things. Yeah. They, and, you, then, and then certain they're things. They're aware of it. I think they're aware across the board. Yeah. And I think they choose to listen to what they think they can legitimately do that might line up with some of their own creative endeavors. At least that's – I don't yeah, know though. Creativity is usually a dictatorship and, and that's fair enough. But I think we've reached a time in this producer-audience relationship where the audience is dictating a little bit more of what's happening. Right. And you know, perfect case in point, we are going to do the top 10 Star Wars movies yep. here at – Collider, right? And um, you know, we are not going to allow the Collider people to vote no. on these movies. I think this is the greatest idea to. to get, it's the fans that vote. Yeah, it's and only, we react. Yeah, the fans. You know, we want to try to get to over a thousand votes, and it's going to be the fans that vote and yeah. dictate what the top ten Star Wars movies are. Right. So that we can eliminate our own biases from it because I obviously would put certain movies higher than other people. So would I. There's sequel list, there's prequel list, mm-hmm. there's OG, you know, whatever it is. I want to try to get the biggest sample size possible. You know? But, but let me ask you this. On yeah. that topic, what do you think would be the number one movie? Is it the original New Hope? Because I feel like it's around there or Empire. Like if I had to predict what the vote – Predict the the vote. Yeah. It would be Empire. Yeah. I think it's Empire. I think it's Empire. But I do think Revenge of the Sith will be a top five. I think so too. And I'm looking at you guys. I'm looking at the Rule of Two Army out there to guarantee that, okay? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, vote. Right. And make it – you know, make sure that you vote for Revenge of the Sith. That's in right. That, in that top five. We've been getting – look, first of all, we haven't even started our topic yet. We're getting no. bombarded with – Super chats, which we always appreciate. We try to answer them because even though we don't solicit them, we do appreciate them. Yep. Um, so we got three. We got three super chats. Do you want to maybe start our topic and go back to these, or do you want to do knock these out? What do yeah. You think? Let's uh, let's let's throw the first one out there. Okay. So guys, we are, and I want you guys to jump in the chat. Maybe if you're looking at home and you want to call into the show, get this in your head. But we picked some characters. Yeah. So right off the bat, we started thinking, let's put some humans on the line here. Mm-hmm. Cassie and Andor taking on Han Solo Yeah. is our first bracket that we were – and again, you're getting this topic because Fernandez and I like to riff about Star Wars, not even on the show. Yeah. We'll be working and just talk about Star Wars, and this is a great idea by him where we're like, hey, let's talk about this. And so the idea of Cassie and Andor – who killed one of his own soldiers. Yeah, which is ruthless. Is ruthless. He's getting his own series. Yeah. Finds himself in a dark alleyway with having to get by Han Solo. Yeah. Do you think that because of what we know of him, that he was pretty ruthless, taking out one of his own guys, do you think he stands a chance against Han Solo, who also is pretty ruthless, who I don't – he shot first. Han Solo killed Greedo first. None of this special edition bullshit. I'm saying it. I do not buy what George Lucas did, which is Greedo shot first and Han Solo then shot in self-defense. No, 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 no. Han Solo was sitting there in in, in Mos Eisley and the only way out was to take out Greedo. That is the worst change, even though like like, like, I can't stand. That's pretty bad too. Yeah, I can't stand the Return of the Jedi musical number. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah. You know, (laughs) I really can't stand it. But the worst. <laughs> what the hell? But the worst change in all of his changes, yeah. is the Han shooting sec- uh, second thing. Uh, also, the the effect is 
awful. It's awful. It's, it's awful. just all of a sudden it's like it's like he literally like cut out a film thing and like moved Han over here, shot and moved him back. I mean, it was literally Han just going like, and it was just it, it no. was absolutely weird. Um, okay, so this is how I would play it out. I, I know we said we're not speculating, but this is about speculating. Yeah, this is fear. This, this is just happening. So Cassian Andor is walking down. Like I like your setup. Cassian Andor is walking down a, a dark uh, um, alley. Yeah, and he comes across Han. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that the way that the fight would play out mm. is that Han at first would realize that this guy wants to fight. Right. And he'd try to talk him out of it a I, little bit. Totally. Han would try to use his wits, his, his banter. His, his, his charm. His try charm. To like, hey, what's yeah. going on here, pal? You don't need to have that out. Yeah, yeah. Whoa, you know? whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and the entire time that he's trying to talk him down, Han's gauging it in his mind. Yep. How, how dangerous is this guy? Yeah. Okay. How, how close is he actually to pulling that trigger? Right. Now, with Cassie and Andrew, you've got to give him credit because I think he'd be very quick on the trigger. He would, and I think too to give Cassian credit, I think he would be gauging it as well. Yeah, but that's if maybe Han came at him first. But let's put let's add stakes to it. What's you know we always want to we like writing. You know you got to add some stakes to it. What if Cassian Andor has the plans to the Death Star, and he has to get by this guy to get onto a ship? I mean this is do or die stuff here. Yeah. So look, I think Cassian Andor would be prone to talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, especially if Han Solo is trying to talk. He'd, he'd be putting the talk and then try to get Han in his most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But I think Han's a little too clever for that. I think what ends up happening here is that you get a good old-fashioned Mexican standoff. Mm-hmm. I think they both shoot first. Mm-hmm. I think they both hit each other. Mm-hmm. And I think you have a situation where they both fight against each other wounded. Mm-hmm. I and, like this. And then the fact that Han Solo, I think, is a bigger man yeah. than Cassian Andor, a little older maybe. Depends like, like where, that, where Somebody asked up. in the chat, uh, you know, is it young Han or is it old Han? I would go I would go original trilogy Han. New Hope Han. Yeah, let's do New Hope Han. New Hope Han. Okay. I um I think that they're both on the ground, they're both wounded. Mm-hmm. I think Han's a better shot and probably hits Casting in a in like in a more dangerous place, right? Even though Han also gets hit, that little bit of a of a advantage to Han is too much for Cassian to overcome. Yeah, and I think ultimately Han defeats Cassian, but it's a bloody mess, and they both end out uh, walking out of that, or not even walking out of that, but they both end up extremely injured in this confrontation. Right? It's not a it's not an ass whooping. It's a pretty even fight. I think so. I do give the edge to Han, but I do they too. both they both walk away wounded. What about you? Yeah, I buy all of that. I, I think Han comes out on top just because he's he's kind of a, if we're putting New Hope Han in there, he's a little bit more ruthless right now. He's a little bit more. He's going to dump spice at the sign of an Imperial frigate and and realize that well now I have Jabba the Hutt after me. But you know what? F it. I'm going to do that. He's dangerous. Yeah. In in that in that sense. Plus. Han kind of comes and well, Cassian does as well. If they got some sidekicks with them, K2SO and or Chewbacca. Bro, this is a mano a mano. This is one on one. This is mano a mano. Yeah, that's the whole point weapons, of this. Weapons are okay. Weapons. Whatever you have holstered up. But I think, yeah, I mean, hypocrite heretic here says Cassian is a stone cold killer. You got to get you got to give it to him for that one. I, I get that. But so is Han. Yeah. If you think about Han taking out in special editions, they go away for this conversation. Han is pretty cold-blooded, okay? He pulled that gun under the table 
and kept Greedo talking and told you he just shot him. So it depends on if Han can do the same thing with Cassian, which is tough because Cassian is a Stone Cold killer, and he's also a little bit smarter than Greedo. I'm going with you. I think they both wound each other pretty bad. It's down to the fisticuffs. Maybe a gun is tossed away. They're trying to reach for it, but I think you know they, they walk out of there, but Han win, wins out. Yeah, yeah, I I think Han is has a little bit more experience, mm-hmm. even when they're, they're about the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they both have Empire kind of uh, history. They're both in the Empire, and then went their separate ways. You know, Han became a scoundrel, yeah, a smuggler. Han has more of an Han has a little bit more it factor, and I think he's got a little bit of a weight on him. Yeah, and I think Han's a better shot. I think he is too. I think Han's a better shot. Look, Cassian is a sniper. But oh, he's that's not, right. But he's not using the sniper at this point. No, we're 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 close up. We're close Get, up to give Han some chance here. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, if Cassian has a sniper rifle, Han's out of there. Uh, uh, do you want to? Oh, we got a call. We got a caller coming into Rule of Two. What's your name? What's your question? This is Jared from Vacaville. Hey, Jared, how are you doing, man? And uh, what's your question today? Doing good, doing good. Uh, my question is so uh, with the title being uh, Star Wars versus Battles. Um, one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Revenge of the Sith. It's not my number one favorite. Sorry, Fernandez. The Last mm. Jedi is my number one. There it is. But he loves it. Yeah, yeah it's good. It so we got two um, of us here. Got it. But Revenge of the Sith, I think, is very underrated. It's definitely the best of the prequels, and it should be in, in the top tier of the um, poll when it happens. Yeah, I agree um, with that. My, my question is, so at the end of the movie, Yoda takes on Palpatine, and Obi-Wan takes on Anakin. Um who do you think? Obviously, I think Yoda would stomp Anakin mm. um, if they're to switch places. But if Obi Wan were to take on Palpatine, who do you think wins that match? That's a good one. It's a good question. And look, I uh, I appreciate the call, and I also appreciate your perspective on Last Jedi and Sith. I think yeah. that's a good way to, of thinking about these things. But mm-hmm. thank you for that call. It's a good question, um, and it's a little off script. We'll get to Kylo versus Vader, Snoke versus Palpatine because we have those in the title. Yeah, yeah. Um, but look, it's a great question, and um, Obi-Wan versus Palpatine, I think that – It's tough. I think Palpatine would beat him pretty bad. I think Palpatine wins. And and this is why. Like, this isn't a gut-feeling thing. I, I, like, I'm trying to use as much data as I can for yeah, the movies, yeah. right? So you have the scene where Kit Fisto – uh, Mace Windu mm-hmm. and a few other um, Jedi come, Jedi in, come yep. in. Actually, I'm not sure if Kit's in there. It's the other guy. Um, I think it is Kit Fisto. Is he in there too? I think so. It's Kit. It's the guy like 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 you know that in the Clone Wars animated thing is like underwater. He's kind of like the Aquaman or mm-hmm. or the Deep. Guys in the chat, let us know. Was that Kit Fisto in there? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was. Let's yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Who's who's in there with Mace uh, when they're taking on the Emperor? Um, but when they take on Palpatine in that room, Palpatine pretty much destroys very easily all of those Jedi, mm-hmm. with the exception of Mace Windu. Now, Mace Windu— He was in there, by the way. He was in there, yeah. 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 So there, there, there's, a, there's a moment um, where I think Anakin is talking to Padme, mm-hmm. and, she's talking, and, and Anakin's talking about Obi-Wan. And Anakin says something to the effect of, he's as wise— as Master Yoda. Mm-hmm. I love him like a father. He's as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu. Mm. You know? So yeah. at that point, 
you're like, okay, from the sort of mental side, he's he's like Yoda. On the lightsaber side, he's got a lot of Windu in him. Right, okay? and Windu did best Palpatine. He does eventually best Palpatine yeah. to the point where he needed Anakin to— But it was Anakin that saved him, so yes. obviously falls to the dark side finally. But um, Windu—I'm sorry, Obi-Wan did get beat by Dooku twice— Mm-hmm. Windu – wait. By Dooku? Obi-Wan got beat by Dooku twice. That's true. Two times. Mm-hmm. Right? And you would imagine that Dooku cannot beat Palpatine. Mm-hmm. That's tough. That's a good call right there. And you and you imagine that Dooku and Windu might be a close fight. Mm-hmm. And Anakin did get the jump on Windu even though he had, it's a bit of a sucker punch. It's a total it sucker punch. It was a total sucker punch. But he did get the sucker punch in. I mean, if you're a great fighter, you can't even get sucker punched. Right. And Mace should have known. He could have. He could have felt it. He could have felt it. I mean, mean, because he goes up like this. He was distracted. He was very distracted. He was. But he did did best Palpatine with the saber a little bit. Yeah. You know? So if you're asking me who would win, Obi-Wan or Palpatine, I'm leaning on Palpatine over Obi-Wan. I'm leaning towards Palpatine as well. Um... You know, uh, you guys in the chat are great. I believe I read somewhere. Um, yeah, Obi-Wan is getting smoked in that fight, as uh, says Jason. Uh, I think it would be a good fight. I think we would see some back and forth a la the Yoda-Palpatine fight in Revenge of the Sith. But I think ultimately Palpatine is much too powerful for Obi-Wan. I think somebody in the chat did say that uh, Obi-Wan maybe is a little too up in his head, is a little too nice. I don't know. It's a tough call, but I think Obi-Wan would ultimately probably fall to Palpatine. Somebody in the chat also said that the Emperor – that Palpatine threw the fight. Now, that's an interesting theory. That is a great theory. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know – yeah, it's because that's the whole point, right? Is that he wants to be bested, put up a good enough fight, get bested. Please, Anakin. No, I'm the only one. He wanted to – yeah. I'm talking through it right here in front of you guys. <laughs> yeah, but then why would he allow himself to get all disfigured and stuff? Mace Windu messed him up. Mace Windu messed him up. I think he, he again, allowed that to be disfiguring him because he's using it for the Senate. Right. Later on, he's like, as you can see, the attack on my life has left me scarred and deformed. Like he's gaining sympathy. He, he, he wanted to guarantee his kind of um, conspiracy theory about the Jedi. He oh, wanted. Yeah. To even sacrifice himself right. to some degree to guarantee that his conspiracy about the Jedi would, would actualize. Right. Look, it's an interesting angle. It's – I mean if, if we're talking about Palpatine though, um, he – if he's no holds barred like we saw with Yoda, I think Obi-Wan's in trouble because even Yoda lost that fight. Yoda lost that fight. Yeah. So you got to give it to Palpatine. Yeah, you just gotta for give that. It to Palpatine. So look, let, let let's knock out these um, these super chats really quick here. Okay, so we're gonna go back to the super chats. Where'd they go? Okay, so I have one uh, from Ronald Sykes. The biggest crime of the Disney era is not lack of Jedi or lightsaber. It's Ewoks. Do you guys think we get any in Episode Nine or Mandalorian? Ewoks, that is. Um, so on the last episode of Jedi Council. Uh, Ken said that his most anticipated character or the character he would want more than anything else yeah. to show up in episode nine is Wicket. Yeah. Um, 
I I do think you get Ewoks in episode nine, but then again, we're going back into this conjecture speculation thing, which I'm trying to avoid. I just, just because it's so it's like throwing stones in the dark. It's like I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, it would make sense because we have the Death Star wreckage, and that's where it was all there. So the Ewoks, I personally would love to see that. Yeah, me too. Mandalorian, I could also see it, but I think if I had to bet, I think more. Just because of the Death Star, I'm going to go with Episode Nine over Mandalorian. But I could see the Mandalorian being something interesting like – and again, you're right. Here we go down that speculation hole. It's yeah. like, well, maybe the Mandalorian because it takes place after Return of the Jedi. Maybe they need something. They go to Endor because they have some <laughs> stuff that – the wreckage and they want to they want to pillage and they do this. So yeah. I think Ewoks would be great for some nostalgia fl- uh, flavor for us. And I know Ken who loves the nostalgia, who does love Ewoks. And uh, I, I think Chief Chirpa is one of his favorites or Logray, <laughs> the medicine man, which – and some of the people in the, in, the, uh, in the chat here, yeah, they do Databrink ball, uh, Brawl over there at Force Center where they take t- like this. They take two characters, lesser-known characters, and do the what-if scenario if they fought. So thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, Force Center, what a great podcast. Love those guys over there. So, of course, um, had to give them that shout. Ewoks, though, I don't – it's hard to call because I know maybe they want to stay away from it. But I love the idea of the Ewoks popping up in in, uh, Episode 9 just for having that full circle kind of thing because we have the Death Star there. Yeah. Uh, okay, this next one comes from Alex Palat. I think in the throne room scene, Snoke basically narrates Kylo turning the lightsaber to kill him. Did he allow this to happen as part of a bigger plan? Well, that's a good question. Look, it's a good question. It's similar to what we were just talking about with, with the Emperor. Um, God, I hope so. I don't think so. I think Kylo got him because the way I read the scene is that he's reading the thoughts of Kylo and he's – just the the passion behind those thoughts is that, yes, I can feel you. You're getting ready to kill your enemy and his own hubris by doing that, by assuming that it's Ray because he's right in front of him. He missed it, and Kylo bested him using his mind and using the force to turn the lightsaber. So I think I, I, I think Snoke got surprised on this one. And it seems that way. It seems that way. Yeah. But part of a bigger plan? Let's see episode nine. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. It's a great question, though. Thank you for that. So you guys have the number. We can take more calls for sure. There it is right now. You are on Rula 2. What's your name? Who do we got? Hi, this is Chris over in uh, Buffalo, New York. How are you guys? Hey, Chris. How's it going, Chris? We're good. So what's your question for the day? Fernandez, first, I just want to say I love having you on Jedi Council, so don't be too hard on yourself. There it is. Oh, thank you, man. We appreciate it. And uh, my question is, um, you know, I, I haven't really been all that excited about the Mandalorian until recently, and that trailer came out. Nice. And didn't didn't even realize it was taking place after uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh. And it got me thinking that um, this is an era where Luke Skywalker is still very much alive. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what you guys thought of the possibility of maybe getting a Sebastian Stan as a young Luke Skywalker um, eventually in The Mandalorian. I would love that too, man. Great, you, great you, question. You know it's me and my too. my love of Luke. I think Luke's going to be mentioned in the series. I think I think you you know, I think some of the big names are going to be mentioned, definitely the Republic, what is going on in the universe. I don't think we'll see Luke in this first season. 
And I don't know no if they'll go no there. Way. No way. I think that Star Wars has very obviously been steering away from the legacy characters mm-hmm. and towards building their own characters. Right. Hence, Rando, Mando versus mm-hmm. Boba Fett, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and look, I'm sure we'll fall in love with Rando Mando, mm-hmm. but Rando Mando is definitely the character that that in Side Favreau's headcanon, he always attributed to Boba Fett. It was Boba Fett, yeah. It's Boba Fett. I mean, I think there's no he doubt. wanted to do a Boba Fett yeah. series. It's no doubt that it's Boba Fett, but now he's got a different name and a different look and whatever. Right. And I think that there might be mention of the great Luke Skywalker and and the building of the Jedi School because he makes a great point. Like uh, Luke is very, very much alive. Mm-hmm. And this is supposedly Luke before Snoke has gotten his claws into him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think that they'll make some reference to it. Um, but I've always said the Mandalorian doesn't survive as a show unless they introduce a force element into the show at some point. I think so. I so, think they get a touch on it somewhere. I think it might be that little kid that he's like trying to save. Somehow that little kid is special. Yeah, that's that's the meat of the episode where I finally went, now we're starting to see some story yeah. that I think he might come across this kid and, and you know, kind of a, a, a storytelling trope. Han Solo did it, where it's like, now I'm my own guy. I don't care about anybody. Ah, shit, this kid needs help. Yeah. Fine, get in. Okay. What about this one? Uh, thanks for very much for your call. Yeah, thank you. Um, what about this one? What about Man- uh, Rando Mando versus Boba Fett? Who wins? Well, I haven't seen a lot of Mandalorian yet. Yeah. Uh, and Rando Mando. Sorry. Rando versus Boba. But listen, Boba went out, as we know, pretty badly. He went. He went out like a sucker, right? Yeah. It was like. I mean, there's nothing really in the old movies that gives you a sense that this guy was a great warrior, right? Other than the fact that Vader hired him. Mm-hmm. Other than the fact that he, I mean, because he didn't even have to really bring in Han in a fight, right? Vader handed Han over to him. Mm-hmm. Didn't do much. And like the only time that you ever really heard anything special about him was. When um, somebody says Boba Fett and Han goes, Boba Fett? What? Boba Fett? Where? And he runs into him. Runs so in- I, I think Boba Fett took his eye off the project here yeah. for way too long and got caught. So I, I'm going the Rando Mando takes out Boba <laughs> Fett easy because Boba Fett was just walking around pretending he was his father, <laughs> right, you know, right. or his clone or whatever, going, no, I got this. Don't worry. Oh, what the? Right. And falls in. We're like Django, uh, Django Mango. Yeah. <laughs> Django kind of goes out like a sucker, too, a little bit. It's, I mean, great. he's going up against Mace Windu. Right. So it's a little bit different opponent. Yeah. You know? Um, but Mace Windu cuts off his head pretty easy. Well, and it's Mace Windu, and and you know, so you got to assume again. We were talking about Mace Windu, uh, possibly. Actually, that's another uh, data point because yeah. uh, uh, Django Mango against Obi Wan is a hell of a fight. That was a hell of a fight too. I just rewatched that scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a hell of a fight. It's a great fight, and Obi Wan was struggling there a bit. Yeah, where where Obi where uh, Django Mango and uh, Mace Windu wasn't really a fight. Right. It was more like like Mace Windu just kind of. Running in and then cutting his head off. Yeah. I would give it to the Mandalorian because at least in the trailer, he was, you know. The rando. Shoot, the rando was shooting some people, <laughs> yeah. lassoing some people. I mean, yeah. he looked like he had it going on. Yeah. I'm going to go with rando mando, too. I'm going I'm rando ready. mando, too, because Boba Fett, <laughs> Boba Fett's a good tracker. 
I'll give him that. Yeah, Boba Fett's, you know, he's a bounty hunter. He's you know. a bounty hunter. He did his job. He found, yeah, he found yeah. Han. He, he brings he, in the bounty. He, he brought the bounty home, but also Boba Fett needs to get some eyes on the back of his head because Han Solo was just standing there with a staff and just went, whoops, yeah. and he's gone. All so. Right, so, look, we're way off list here, but you guys got a little bonus. Rando Mando versus Boba Fett. But Boba Fett did have uh, some good – did get have some good action in the, uh, in the Clone Wars as young Boba Fett. So there's that as well that you could yeah. add to it. But yeah. I'm still just going movies and just that the one thing he got his caught with his pants down and got the thing in the back and flew into the Sarlacc pit. So I'm giving Bo- it to Rando Mando. Boba, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Oh, yeah. And I'm dead. OK. So we have another phone call. Look at that. You're on Rula 2. What's your name? What's your question? Hi. This is uh, Mike from New Hampshire. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? Good. Good. I was just uh, looking to get your thoughts on uh, a possible Disney Plus series they could explore. On on like a new character or just a new kind, any kind of uh, Disney Plus series set inside the Star Wars galaxy. Well, I was thinking like uh, like maybe something similar to Marvel's uh, What If animated series. Oh, that'd they be could fun. Possibly uh, like uh, say Anakin kills Obi Wan on Mustafar. You know, yeah, turns in uh, Return of the Jedi, something like that. See, it, this goes to my one of my favorite lines in the comics, which they did do that what, what if scenario, and it's called Star Wars Infinities. And I highly recommend it because it does change one thing and the outcome, and they explore that. Like, for instance, the Empire Strikes Back version of this what if scenario is Luke actually dies on Hoth due to the the wounds he received by the Wampa. And so then it becomes Leia has to take over. Leia has to go and, and train with Yoda. Leia then has to fight Vader and have the same kind of arc and rebuild the Jedi Order. So that's a great question. Yeah, I um, yeah, and thank you very much for your call. I I um, I I'm with this whole what if thing because before that uh, age app started getting popular, right? Like weeks before, I was using it to try to imagine what an old Anakin would look like, and I posted it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I posted one. Um, also for Luke, which Mark Hamill even liked. That's right. Um, you know, thank you, Mark Hamill, for liking. You know, supporting Jedi Council. Oh, I'm sorry, Jedi Council and Rula Two from afar. Yep. But um, I always imagine it from the point of view of of because for me the most heartfelt moment of Revenge of the Sith is when when Obi Wan is is like telling him, to, you know, Anakin, I got the high. Like I know a lot of people make fun of this scene, but I got the high ground. Mm-hmm. Like, I got the high ground. Please don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's over, Anakin. Like, I got the high ground. Like, you know and I know how this lightsaber stuff works. Like, you're not really going to be able to attack me because mm-hmm. I I won. It's checkmate. Right. You know? So usually, like, I always – and for me, it's always a, such a tough moment in cinema because I always want Anakin to succumb to his, his good side right. and tell Obi-Wan, you know what, dude? You're right. <laughs> You're right. And I fucked up. Yeah. And like, you know, I really, really, really messed up. And I think Obi-Wan would have accepted him, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Order 66 would have still happened. I think uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan now are, are are like refugees. So it's basically Anakin, Obi-Wan. Um, it's Anakin, Obi-Wan, Yoda. Mm-hmm. Maybe Padme still dies. Yeah. And he's got to live with that. Regret his entire life, yeah, 
But he does have his kids. He's able to train them differently. Mm-hmm. And, and Anakin becomes a much older you know, person or, or you know, he gets to grow up with this pressure and this weight on his shoulders of having to redeem his mistakes and has to live with it forever. Anyway, now I'm getting lost. But I love it, though. That, that, that's the kind of thing that I would love to see explored in a what-if scenario. I, lo- I love the what-if idea. I think, uh, I think sooner or later you're going to see – you know, obviously, we have the animated TV shows that that Star Wars has done uh, with Rebels and the Clone Wars. But I like what Marvel's doing with making the What If an animated series. I could see them doing it as well for Disney Plus for uh, a future series. I would love that idea. But as far as just Disney Plus series, I would love to see Luke Skywalker rebuild the Jedi Order that leads into oh, Force Awakens, awesome. that and then awesome. maybe you could cast Sebastian Stan. Everybody mentions Sebastian Stan. I think you're the first person I ever heard say that. Well, there was something that went around uh, right around The Force Awakens time where it's like they compared a picture, like somebody face swapped um, and not the deep fake stuff, but like legitimately put Sebastian Stan's face on a Luke Skywalker image from Empire Strikes Back in the – it was uncanny how yeah. much they looked alike, uh, at least in that setup. So I, it could work. Cast another actor. I don't know. We had mixed results with Solo. So – I think Disney and Lucasfilm might want to stay away from that for a while, but I think maybe sooner or later down the line, there's some good stuff that happened between Luke, between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens that after this trilogy is done, after Episode Nine, I think we might start filling in some blanks, maybe with some movies, maybe with some series. Who knows? But before we take the next call, yeah. let's go down some of these lists that we wrote because okay. there, there's some fun ones. I think – Vader versus Kylo Ren. We we have uh, sorry to interrupt you, man. We have one uh, ten dollar. Oh, we got another super chat. We got so many, man. We can't keep up with these guys. We you know we apologize. Maybe we'll do like a once a month super chat episode or something. We should, you know, because I feel bad breaking the flow of the show, but I also feel bad if you guys are supporting us. I don't want to ignore you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is a good question, though. Do we see her build her own lightsaber from Caleb who writes, Ray, will, do you think she'll build her own lightsaber? We've been wanting to see that. Yeah. We we saw a, a deleted scene with Luke doing it in Jabba, but right before he goes to Jabba's palace. You know, right now, everything looks like she just had the lightsaber fixed somehow. I really hope we get an explanation from that, but I think we probably won't. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we've never seen a Jedi build their own lightsaber in any of the movies. In the live action stuff, yeah. Yeah, I we... mean, it's always talked about and mm-hmm. it's discussed and it's implied. And even Vader says, oh, you're, you know, you've built your own lightsaber. Your training is almost complete. Yeah. You know, all, all, all this stuff. We've never actually seen it. So I'm going to err on the side of, yeah, we're not seeing that. Yeah. And a lot of people, to my to my idea of uh, a Luke Skywalker series, de-age them like they did with uh, Sam Jackson in, in uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah, I think we could see that. I, I, I don't know if they would do that or not. I think we're going to get a lot more information about this. I just would love to see that because I'm such a huge uh, Luke Skywalker fan. But getting back to it, Fernandez. Yeah, let's do it. Vader versus Kylo Ren. No question Vader, right? I, I mean, mean it's, just, it's Vader. Vader versus Kylo Ren. I mean, look, Kylo Ren... Kylo Ren. The most impressive thing I've seen Kylo Ren do is that stopping the you know the you know the laser in midair. Yeah. Okay. That that's really cool. He's pretty powerful. Okay. He is the grandson. You know he's he he's got the smell as my grandfather used to tell me. He's right. Like, you know ti, you know you know you got the smell. Tienes la peste, pero 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 todavía no sabes lo que estás haciendo. You know, like like you have the basics. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, 
And that is a powerful move, but I think Vader, too grizzled, too beat up, too eat, you know, his, I mean, too, too in pain. I think Vader would absolutely destroy him. Yeah, I think he would too. Now, I think Kylo would put up a fight, but you know, at the end, I think Vader is just wrecking shop with this, which I think leads to a bigger question. Okay. Okay. I like this. If, Va- if if Kylo is clearly the the Vader proxy mm-hmm. in the sequels, Which he is, why yeah. is he so less powerful, intimidating, evil, all of those things? Because he's Vader. fighting against the light. He is fighting against this light yeah. that is calling to him. That was the very first thing that we really learned about him when he went, Grandfather, the light is calling to me. Show me. I'll finish what you started. He was trying, and he kills his father. In order to really go over there, but then if you read some of the canon material, he was really struggling inside after he killed Han, which led to he couldn't pull the trigger with his mom. So he pulled back, and his minions did it. Right. He's pulling back, man, and I think because it's setting up Kylo ultimately going back to the light side in Episode Nine, I think that's what everybody knows is there going to be a redemption arc. Yes, there will be. I mean um, there's a quote by George Lucas um, about – Vader that haunts me. So I think it's such a great quote. Um, mm-hmm. And it really shows you the genius of Lucas creating this character of Darth Vader. And he says, like, the thing that he loved about Darth Vader so much was that he was the villain, but he was also the victim. Mm-hmm. You know? And the fact that he was a victim, I mean, like, he was a victim of the Emperor's manipulation over yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Of, of the Emperor preying on his love for his girlfriend and the fear of losing her that made him this like you know um uh you know uh, what's the word I'm looking for this kind of like dysfunctional um weirdo you know yeah. um and he is a victim mm-hmm. you know now if we were to say the same thing about Kylo right mm-hmm. because the reason that the Vader redemption works is because you do get the backstory mm-hmm. of how he was victimized from being a good person and manipulated by things that are within reason right. to force you into the – I mean ultimately you should never kill younglings. I mean – Yeah. You know, I mean – Yikes. That, that's kind of like, – yeah, I know. know. Anakin yeah. boy. Whew, yeah. You can't come back from that. Yeah. It's like in the Anchorman, right? Like that escalated quickly. Yeah, exactly. You know, like – Anakin killed the guy. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, but we don't have that turn – with Kylo, we have no idea of it. Right. It, the, the way I think about it is that Vader had lost everything. He lost Padme. He went full dark side. Mm. Okay. He went full on dark side. There was no going back until his son redeemed and was there to, to to pull that that one shred of light in him. Kylo's. You're all saying it in the chat here. I agree with everybody. He's going back and forth. He's not fully there yet. Right. I think that's why he, he has this thing with Ray where he's like, what girl? And then the, the Force Skype stuff. And he's like he's, – he's not playing with her, but he's trying to find out more about her and he's not going full dark side. Kylo hasn't gone full dark side in my opinion. Now, we've seen him kill his father, but that I think was because he was being manipulated by Snoke. He was fighting those voices in his head, the light. Vader was gone. Vader was a machine. Yeah. And it was, but she was alive. Yeah, I felt her exactly. But he he went full dark side. So I think you can't. I I I don't think there's any way you can you can take on Vader when he's full dark side, as we've seen at the end of Rogue One. 
I'm afraid that in your anger, yeah, you killed yeah, yeah. That yeah. was it. And once she was gone, he was gone. No, yeah. I felt her. She was alive. What about it? What about <laughs> a better? How about this? And this will probably be the last one we have uh, time for. But Snoke versus Palpatine, because I want to take some more calls. Yeah, yeah. Snoke versus Palpatine. Um, this might be tough. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't we Eat didn't have a lot of Snoke stuff. But I'll tell you, Palpatine probably wins because Snoke was fooled by Kylo Ren. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. Now, if we get a little bit more information about Snoke in Rise of Skywalker, I would change my – I don't have a lot to go off of though. Now, we are going to be getting this great comic coming out where it's Snoke, Supreme Leader Snoke, and and we got some pages released via StarWars.com where he takes – Kylo Ren to Dagobah to get the trials of the cave and Kylo Ren fights Luke Skywalker because it's what happens in the cave. It's right, whatever it's, fears you most. Right. It's like the Sith, you know, Bob Mitzvah. Yeah, exactly. So I think that we're going to learn a little bit more about Snoke, but he looked pretty damn powerful in the little moments that we saw him. So I think it would be an awesome drag out fight. But I think Palpatine, I think Palpatine wins. Yeah. Um, I think Palpatine wins easily. Yep. Um, easily is kind of the the key word yeah, there. Yeah, based on everything that we've seen. Yeah. Right? Because if you know, if my sort of theory from last week holds any water, right. that eliminating the emperor and Vader was cutting down the tree of the dark side, but the roots was kind of maybe what Lucas had intended for the Snoke type character that he represented a deeper evil, right? Then maybe Snoke would kill him easily. Maybe, but yeah. We don't if know. We the, have no idea. The exposition isn't there to support that. Uh, you know that theory. To your point, if you guys missed last week's episode, I highly recommend it because I loved what Fernandez was talking about, and I got to riff with him. But if Snoke is the embodiment of the dark side, then the Emperor might have some problems. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, I'm going Emperor. You're going Emperor. I'm going Emperor. Okay. Yeah. So, so look, um, while while we wait for some calls, I'm just backtracking here to some of the super chat. We had one from Gabe Campbell, five dollars. What is the biggest misses? Uh, what is the biggest misses opportunity with the new era of Star Wars? Mine is definitely not single scene with the original cast. What is it for you? The biggest miss? The biggest miss for the new trilogy? Hmm. I definitely think it's. Uh, you know, not seeing some of the Jedi um, Jedi Order being built. I know we're getting flashbacks, but I would have, I really think they should have had Luke training some new Jedi, seeing what that dynamic is, and then maybe having. I know we we got very minimal flashbacks, but I think that that's what going into it. My thought was always, ooh, seeing what Luke did with the Jedi Order. We, we skipped over all of that and got the back, a little bit of backstory. Kylo Ren obviously turned to the dark side, took them all out. I get it. But I think more Luke <laughs> – shocker, right? Luke's my guy. Yeah, Luke's I think, awesome. I think Luke training some Jedi, seeing that, you could have done it in a flashback. If you're telling me, which you are, which you've done, but I think seeing that would have filled in a lot of blanks here. Yeah, Mark Hamill posted something. Uh, you want to take it? Yeah, we have a caller come in. You're on Rula 2. Who do we got? Hey, it's Josh from Seattle. Hey, Josh from Seattle. What's your question today? How's it going, guys? Good, good. Good, good. Thank you. Love the show. Keep it up. Thank you. Okay, let's get real sweaty. I got a sweaty question. I want to know what traits, qualities, or characteristics make a Force-sensitive person. Mm. Just in general? on top of that. Okay, keep going. Just in general, yeah. 
And on top of that, is R2 force-sensitive, steel <laughs> generator, right? Right. And then bad motivator, and that... then negative power coupling. Without mm-hmm. him, nothing happens. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. Especially in the prequels. He's such an important part of that. Thank you for that call. Great. Um, so really quick, what, what, what do I think makes a Force-sensitive person? Like what disposes them? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. I don't know if there's an answer to that. I don't know. But first, tell me how many midichlorians do they have? Right. Isn't that what we're talking about here? I'm right, kidding. right, right, right. Uh, first of all, you're right. I mean because, if we're going canon here. You know, because it's kind of like – have you seen The Boys? Yeah, yeah. I've seen The Boys. So, so it's I, great. I, I, I haven't seen the full series. I'm, I okay. think I'm on episode five. All right. So, so it's kind of a spoiler. So I guess I won't get into it. But okay. The Boys has a way of determining who's a superhero and who's not a superhero Got it. In, like, okay. in the world. Yeah. And um, I thought there was some interesting crossover in my head. I, obviously, I, I, I immediately go to Star Wars on how there could be a plot line similar to The Boys with the midichlorians and, and making Jedi and all this stuff. But in any case, um, that's a tough question. I, I mean, I, I think the, the, there's yeah, no go. pattern to it, really. I mean, if you look at what, what's there now, there's no rhyme or reason. Right. It seems like it's like a random like mutation almost. I mean, and let's start at canon, right? They're chosen very early, very young. I mean, even Anakin was too old to begin yeah. the training by the time Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan got him to the council. So we're talking at an early birth almost a baby, yeah. the Jedi identify them because of their force powers. And then they're put into the Jedi order and you start to train as Padawans and all that. You see the little kids playing with the little uh, remotes you know, in one of those scenes in Attack of the Clones and whatnot. So, I mean, you have to be patient. You have to be a good person. I mean, if we're, if we're, hold on, hold on. If we're hold talking on, Darth Side of what now? I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> Did you just rewatch Attack of the Clones recently? Because it's like the fourth time you've brought up a scene. I may have watched Attack of the Clones recently. <laughs> it's a good look. I love Attack of the Clones, so like, don't be embarrassed by it. I'm not embarrassed. But you it's did my, see it recently, didn't I have you? I've seen Re- Attack of the Clones recently. Yeah, yeah. I watched it and I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah, because that's. Even scene. though I fast forwarded during the love scenes, it's, a, it's tough. I cannot it's tough. for the life of me. It's 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 they sit there. I mean, we literally go into scene and it breaks all the rules of what I've learned as a screenwriter. Right. Where you want to jump in the middle of the action. He's going right before the action. So, I mean, they're just sitting there not knowing what to say. Yeah, it's weird. So it's really weird. It's really weird. And then they talk a little bit and then one of them gets up, walks across the room, keeps talking, and then walks back and sits down. It's boring. Master – yeah, Master Obi-Wan would be really grumpy. Yeah, I, I, had a th- I had a craving. I wanted to see the Obi-Wan and the Jango Fett fight. Yeah. I wanted to see Yoda take on Dooku and that lightsaber duel. I wanted to see the arena on Gen- Geonosis all when they all – with all the yeah. – All great scenes. And I think the the opening of that movie I really liked. I love the opening. It's because they're assassinating Padme and yeah. then Anakin's jumping in there and Obi-Wan's. It, it's a great dynamic. With the, I mean, with, you know, with the changeling. With the changeling. I think she is a he and he is a changeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And I and I do I love the you know you want to buy some death sticks it's yeah, like, yeah 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 you're not one to send me oh, any I love death all that sticks stuff. you want all to go home and, 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 look, and rethink your life and I love that stuff but again it's my least favorite well no Solo's my least favorite Solo's my 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 bottom of of all the movies and then Attack of the Clones but there's always something good in there this is why I do rewatch some of my my least yeah. favorite movies in the Star Wars yeah I, in the um, Star Wars I um. 
I love, I know we've talked about it a lot recently, but I think even that scene with Dexter, I think is so cool because, um, I just, ugh. you really get the, fi- at least I like I Dex- get- I like Dexter. I just don't like that. It's a diner. Yeah. And it's like, and, and especially when they go into that, you know, the death stick scenes, I mean, they're playing football. I mean, it might as well be Monday yeah. night football in the background. Yeah, the yeah, Jaguars the football, taking on the Patriots. Or I'm something. with you. I'm with you on the robotic football. Yeah. It is a little weird. And it's, it's, it's hard to wrap your head around, um, but I love the fact that you really feel that Dexter and Obi Wan, yeah, are friends. They are, and I got to give uh, again. I know I bring his name up a lot. He's a great friend, and we were always talking Star Wars. I got to give Jeremy Johns credit for this, but he had a little head cannon that he threw at me. Imagine if you get a scene with Dexter and Obi Wan in, in the in, in the, the Obi Wan series. series, and I o- would love it. And like Dexter sees Obi Wan, says Obi Wan, yeah. And like and like Obi Wan pretends that he doesn't know him. Yeah, you know, like and it breaks our heart. It breaks our that. heart because like you really get the feeling that Obi Wan is friends with. And look, and that's a testament to how good an actor Ewan McGregor is. Yeah, he because is. he really sells those potentially wooden scenes extremely, extremely well. Yeah, this is a great question that come in that come in, in the chat. Do you think that Episode Three Anakin can take down Last Jedi Kylo Ren? Yes. Oh, I think I think, Anna would, I, I think I think Anakin, Anakin would destroy. Him. I think Anakin would destroy. Yeah. Uh, All right. We have a caller coming in. You're on rule of two. What's your name? What's your question? I'm Steve from Baton Rouge. Hey, hey Steve. Steve. What's your question for us I, today? Actually, well, I don't really have a question, but I, first of all, I wanted to thank Mr. Fernandez because he was really the first voice out there giving uh, – Giving people who were upset about the Last Jedi, he was the he was the online voice, the first one that was really out there that wasn't wasn't getting a lot of the, getting a lot of hate like you were seeing from a lot of the other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, nor was nor was he really giving hate; he was just expressing his opinion on the film. I agree. But yeah. uh, if if for Riley, I wanted to kind of give you an idea of what it's like or how why why people feel the way they do about the Last Jedi, and the only way I could think about it was in terms of music. Mm. Imagine, imagine it's 1980, mm-hmm. November of 1980, and we've got a concert. All four members of the Beatles are going to be present. Oh yeah, they haven't been together in ten years, and they don't and play any of their songs. That, and now, well, imagine that the promoter at no point in time puts the four members of the band together on stage at the same time. No, I get it. Paul doesn't. Paul doesn't even play. He just says goodbye to everybody at the end of the show. <laughs> No, I, mean, I get it. It's it's never about it's never about not understanding. It's about how it lands with people, and it landed with me different. Yeah, yeah. Look, first of all, it's a great it's a great analogy. It's a great point. Thank you very much for your support and for the call. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a it's a great it's point. a great it, point, and, and like this is a point that Mark Hamill keeps bringing up. Yeah. You know, like, and you know, to answer that question that the super chatter had thrown in, what do I think is the biggest missed opportunity? I actually 100 percent agree with him. Yeah. It is not having the whole cast up there. Yeah, I I think I would I if I could go back I would I would say yes. It is. I think it, it was not having Han and Luke. I mean, we got Han and Leia, we got Luke and Leia, but we never had the three of them together. Lando yeah. too. Yeah, look, it's I get a great, it. it's a great analogy, Baton Rouge. Thank you for that call. Yeah, um, it, you know, it's like you didn't. Why? Like, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, why'd you do that? Like, see, and and this is where it lands on me differently. Yeah, is that that's the tragedy of of this new trilogy that there is some very tragic elements in it for me that I really respect and go, oh, 
and it affects me in a way that it's like, I mean, Han and Leia are broken up. Luke took off. I mean, it's like shit got dark. Sure, but they didn't earn any of it. Right, I understand that as well. You know, that's my like that's my beef. That's with the it. back. That's the backstory that they're filling in now. With you know, you would hope. You would hope, right? But it's they're they're filling it in in, in increments. Right, you can't fill it in with a book and a comic book. No, see, that's I hate. <laughs> like that, oh. that I can't. That's what that, that got me upset with the canon stuff. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, I got to go read this book and then get one detail of like. Whatever it may be, it's yeah, like, yeah, like that's not fair. It's like the movies are the movies, you know. Yeah. Like, and if it's not in the movies, yeah, you can have canon that or, or canon books that are kind of like, you know, that's why I love the way Lucas looked at his books in the comics. Yeah, he's like the movies are what's the actually happening, mm-hmm. and the books and all that stuff are like, you know, they're like um, stories that people like pass down from generation to generation. Or things that are heard right. that get reported on. They're rumors. Right. What's happening in the movies is what's happening in the story. Yeah, that's always – I mean, you know, Jedi Council does touch on canon. You know, those guys do read the books and the comics and everything. We tend to just do the movies. That's our bread and butter. Um, but see, that's that's the thing. As much as it is a missed opportunity that I can agree with, those things weren't – I wasn't thinking about those things when I walked out of the movies. I was thinking about what I just saw and responding to that, especially The Last Jedi. Luke's, Luke's journey in The Last Jedi was the most powerful thing. It hit me like a ton of bricks. I couldn't talk right. because it was so powerful to me. I wasn't even thinking, oh, Han and Luke never met in these new movies. Yeah. I was going home going, I just witnessed something that I don't know what I'm I, – I just witnessed. I got to think about this. Yeah. So that's why I tend to like it and not even – it just washes over me. I don't even – I didn't even think about it until I can go back with an analytical mind, have these conversations with you and go, yeah, yeah. I wanted to see that. Uh, Mark Hamill, again, he's, uh, he's my favorite Star Wars poster of all time. Oh, yeah. Posted two amazing things. He posted – first of all, he posted how they made the original lightsaber. Oh yeah, I with, saw that with like that with that base like of a, of a camera or camera like old tiny camera. Yeah, they said they made it for six pounds. Yeah, that's the like, actual one they used in the movie. That's like guys, that's like like three bucks back then. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, and like he pretty much gave you the directions of how to do it. I'm I'm dying to build my own based on those directions. So that that's one thing. But he also had another tweet that he made. Of like you know favorite Darth uh, favorite uh, Luke Skywalker quotes, mm-hmm. and then he was like, "Well, mine comes from the Force Awakens or something like that," and I forgot what it oh, is. Oh yeah, yeah. What it, what was it? Yeah, he it was like favorite his favorite quote or whatever it was, and it said Luke. It, it was dot 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 with quote marks around it. Luke Skywalker and Force Awakens because <laughs> he said zilch. He said zero words. But there it is, Mark Fernandez. It's uh, that time of day where we need to call it a day. You want to get one more question in? What I do you want to get a few. Look, look. ultimately, we can do whatever the hell we want here. We're going to run a little bit late because I do. People tune in to this show, and we never give them what's actually on the headline. No, oh, we got it. We hit the headline. We hit two of them. Mm-hmm. Let's just go through the list really quick. Without, okay. without any analysis, we'll just give who we think wins because we had a whole list. We did. R2-D2 versus K2SO. R2-D2 versus 2K, 2K. K2SO. God, I would have loved to have talked about this one. Um, I'm going to go R2-D2. I'm going R2-D2. He's a yeah. wily little droid. It would have been can, a hell of a fight, it though. It would have been a hell of a fight. But yeah. R2-D2, because he's got his wits about him, he would have figured something yeah. out. Drop drop your comments in there. R2-D2 versus two, uh, K2SO. Who do you got? Yeah. I got R2-D2. Jin Urso versus Padme Amidala. 
that's a good one too. See, we had all these planned for you guys. Yeah. And then we get lost in our own tangents. I'm giving that one to Jen Urso. You giving that one to Jen Urso? Yeah. Yeah. Between Jen and Padme? Yeah, because Jen was a fighter. She was she was taken like watched her mother killed in front of her. She was taken by Saw Guerrera. She was trained. Like, trained. Black ops kind of stuff. Badass. I think Padme sitting in her Senate seat, you know, doing her thing. I think Jen gets in there and, and kicks some butt. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go Jen Urso also. Okay. Even though I, I think that Padme's special power mm-hmm. is that when she is at the moment she starts feeling really threatened, mm-hmm. all you would hear is. Oh, like you would look back and, and it it's be, Anakin. And it's Anakin yeah. with a blue lightsaber. And there you go. You, you got better it. watch her back. <laughs> She's at that got, point. She yeah. does have a good boyfriend that yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. will we'll take things out. Okay. We got Anakin Skywalker before Darth Vader yeah. versus Ray. Yeah, that's a good one, too. See, we had all of these. Uh, I'm going to go Anakin. He's just, I mean, the kid trained. Yeah. Whether he trained, with, whether he was too old or not, he was training as a Jedi under Obi-Wan Kenobi since he was like six years old up until the point for 10 straight years. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, Anakin he, wins this. Yeah, Anakin is just – he's just a trained Jedi knight. I yep. mean he's oh, fully Anakin. trained. And he's got some anger issues and he's going he's gonna to get in there and really t- uh, wreck shop there. I think Anakin wins uh, easily. We've got a lot of commenters here saying Padme. Padme, all right. The Clone Wars does give a lot of credence to the Padme – you know, really being able to hold herself up in a fight. Yeah. Oh, Padme. Again, it's like, guys, we're having, you know, it's like not to get take anything away from Padme. But I'm just Jin saying, just said, she was trained for a long time, like like guerrilla warfare. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, Anakin versus Ray. You had Anakin. I have Anakin. This is a good one here. Poe versus Wedge Antilles. Two X-wing pilots, the best of the of the bunch. I'm going to go Wedge, man. I'm going Wedge. <laughs> I'm going Wedge. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Wedge. I'm going Wedge all the way. I'm going Wedge all the way. Wedge is a sneaky guy. Yeah. Wedge has been in there for all the big battles and has always come out on top. He's got some luck on his side, and we'll see yeah. if Poe's luck runs out. Uh, but, yeah, that was Poe versus Wedge, and that was the list. We we, we touched on everyone. Right, Vader good. versus Kylo Ren. Snoke versus Palpatine. Um, Cassie Nander versus Han Solo. There's a ton of them. I mean, let's do a what if that we almost had as well. Okay. Darth Maul. Versus Darth Vader. Um, I'm going. Which there is a comic. Oh, really? Were they were they fighting against each other? Yeah, yeah. The Emperor cloned, and this was before they brought uh, Darth Maul actually back. Yeah, is that I think that um, was it in, a Dark Horse run? It was a Dark Horse run. This is Legends, but it was a great what if scenario. And I think the Emperor was like feeling something out of Vader, and so he cloned Maul, brought him back, and and went, "I'm testing your loyalty, Vader. Get through this guy." fight and it was like that kind of thing and i was and like oh this him? is great yeah vader got through him yeah yeah I, i'm my gut is to go with vader my gut's with vader too yeah i think maul it would be a great fight i think i think vader would definitely be i think they like to do this in the clone wars and rebel series where they get like some of those his mask is off they even do it in the video games that was some of my favorite stuff i think i think vader will need a new suit after his fight with maul but vader ultimately wins yeah yeah, yeah. so i guess that's it. That's it. That's Rule of Two, episode 57 in the books. Thank you. We went a little over. I know you guys love it when we do go over. I wish we could stay longer. Yep. Vader. I got Vader over Maul. Vader. Maul got cut in half. Yes, yes. Specifics here. <laughs> Get those out of here. Uh, Vader curbs Tom's Maul. Yep, there it is. So 
Thank you, everybody, for joining us here on Rule of Two, episode 57. You can see us here every Monday on Collider Video. And if you're listening at home, thank you for subscribing on Podcast One Feed under Jedi Council. Jedi Council you can see on Thursdays as well. But make sure you follow us here and drop in some comments. Hit that bell. Hit the subscribe button for Collider Video so you never miss an episode like this. That's Mark Fernandez. I'm Mark Riley. And we'll see you next week on an all-new Rule of Two. Rise. November 11th, 2020, this is for Comcast Xfinity Black Friday online audio. Spot title, Xfinity Black Friday 30 OLA-NED. ISKI code, CCIH00680000. Length, 30 seconds. Welcome to big savings on the internet mobile you need to stay connected during the Xfinity Black Friday sales event. For a limited time, when you get Xfinity Internet and Xfinity Mobile, you can get a $200 prepaid card. Plus, ask how to get up to $300 off eligible phones for up to $500 in savings. But hurry, these awesome savings end December 7th. So visit Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit an Xfinity store today. Restrictions apply. Based on root metrics by IHS Markets Root Score Reports 2H2020 of four mobile networks. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.